Bring me your tired, your stressed, your overwhelmed and anxious, yearning for some joy in life. It's time to go out and play. Welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Kara Stewart Fortier. Today, you are going to hear from Charlie Ford. She is a seasoned entertainer, an executive producer and curator of the Useful Improv and Variety Show in Atlanta, Georgia, and so much more. Before we get to Charlie's interview, I want to kind of address something that I'm sure maybe, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but my publishing schedule has been pretty sporadic. I keep saying this week, um, <laughs> but I haven't exactly been weekly for a few months. Um, my usual MO is to say how sorry I am. I'm so sorry. Um, but no, this time I'm, I'm not sorry. Uh, it's, this is all happening because playgrounding is changing. Podcast is not, but I am beginning something new and it's going to be a little bit of a challenge or I should say it has been a little bit of a challenge to get a new flow going with it. Um, as I've always said, playgrounding is a labor of love and the podcast itself will not change. It will continue to be a celebration of play um, as instinctual for us as humans, as an evolutionary advantage, the scientific um, necessity of it, as well as the way it deepens our relationships and our mental health and our spiritual life. Um, that we're going to keep doing that. Um, here on the podcast, we've talked about this topic and learned from people about all of these things, every aspect, and that is going to continue. And I say we because I've never came to Playgrounding as an expert on play. I came in at the very beginning as a learner, and I'm still a learner. Um, it's an amazing vast topic. <laughs> I mean, I've been learning alongside of you every step of the way with every single interview. But I've been learning a lot and I think it's time for me to start crafting my own program. So that is what I'm doing. Um, my focus for myself will be on mental health and spirituality. Like, as I said, the podcast will still go into all these other areas, but my new programs are going to be where mental health and spirituality um, intersect. My own area of expertise, obviously, um, as a former minister and now um, wanting to work toward ordination as an interfaith chaplain or minister, my that my spirituality is kind of my thing, <laughs> but also my big goal, my big um, dream is to work alongside mental health practitioners um, with play. Um, when I started an eating intu uh, intuitive eating group a couple of years ago, while I was on hiatus from playgrounding, I was given a packet on the first day. And on the last page of this packet, there were a list of resources, blogs, podcasts, communities, um, forums, whatever. And I remember thinking that first day, it was like this little fantasy. What if playgrounding could be of benefit? What if it could be something that is listed here on this resources page for therapists to give to people then when they take, when they leave their first day of a group therapy or something like that? Because the therapists, the mental health practitioners know they can't be there all the time. So they love for us to have books and communities and things like that. Um, so I've been dreaming of playgrounding or some form of playgrounding becoming that for someone out there somewhere. Um, so I've been taking some baby steps toward this dream becoming a reality and it's starting with a Facebook group. The group is called something to look forward to. Um, I'm not planning to build my playground, my, um, my playground. I'm not planning to build my playground on Facebook. I don't want to, I don't want it to live there, but I'm going to start there. Um, 
And what I'm going to start with is the day after Thanksgiving, we're going to do a countdown to the new year, um, kind of like an advent calendar, but not. Um, it'll be daily reflections on what it means to look forward to spring, even when you're in the darkest, darkest days of winter. Um, it's similar, like I said, to an advent calendar, but instead of like religion, it's for people of any or no faith. It's um, also there are no little doors to open with little chocolates to pop out. Um, You'll, but you will get daily like bite-sized videos, discussion questions, posts. And of course, we're going to have some special podcast episodes in addition to the regular stuff we've got coming up. And where I, where I got all of this, obviously wanting to be a part of those resources, but also that one of the things that really tied it all together for me was the quote that is sometimes attributed to Elvis and sometimes it's attributed to Immanuel Kant, <laughs> which is, with for happiness, you need to have something to do, someone to love, and something to look forward to. Um, and if you have if you have any struggles with finding that something to look forward to, which I know at one time just the idea of having something to look forward to made me cry because I just wasn't looking forward to anything in life. Um, if if you struggle with having something to look forward to, I want playgrounding to be a place for you. And if playgrounding isn't the thing, then I hope to, as a part of this whole community, we've all been building all the play people all over the world, that you will find someone to, that is the right person to help you do that. Um, so anyway, back to today, to Charlie Ford. Oh, by the way, um, you are going to be able to access that Facebook group. It's a hard thing to search for. So go ahead and go to the Playgrounding homepage and you'll find a link to it. So you can go straight to it. All right. Again, back to today, to Charlie. You're going to hear from one of the playfulest people I've ever met. When Charlie's around, it is nearly impossible not to smile. And as someone who's had to relearn confidence in my adulthood and to stop saying sorry all the time, I love Charlie's energy. She doesn't tiptoe around at all. She teaches people of all ages how they can do the same, including you, me, children, your boss, your coworkers, you name it. She is an amazing teacher. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Charlotte slash Charlie Ford is an improv acting coach and bold event host. She brings charisma, comedy, and culture to her students and audiences alike. A graduate of the Cleveland School of the Arts, Charlie has written successful stage plays, authored a book of inspiration, has been featured a featured journalist for national broadcasts media. Since moving to Atlanta 10 years ago, she has had the opportunity to write, cast, direct, and act in several indie films. For the past few years, she's been a recurring host and moderator for the Atlanta 48-Hour Film Project. Charlie Ford provides high-quality, synergy-encompassing, exciting entertainment, positive energy, and insightful information. She is currently training with the Theater on the Prowl and the All-Stars Talent Show, strengthening her improvisational acting and receiving creativity coaching from Leslie Fredman. She is also partnering and playing with multiple organizations, such as the Global Play Brigade, Keep, KEEP Incorporated Kids Entertainment and Education Program and the Eastside Institute. These organizations are committed to communities of children and adults providing improvisational acting performance through play as well as emotional, cultural and social support utilizing therapeutic methods worldwide. Charlie is very committed and active in her contributions to the missions of these organizations as she implements her gifts and talents as an instructor, playmate, host, and supportive team member. And as Charlie says, 
My life's purpose is to spread love, speak life, and share plenty of laughter in the lives of all the people that I encounter. And oh, she does. Here you go. Meet Charlie. Thank you so much for coming on Playgrounding, Charlie. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me, Kara, at Playgrounding. <laughs> you know, I love to play. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and you love to play. Like, you're, I, I'm kind of excited to hear what you do because not very many people can be um, such a great, successful speaker at speaking to both students in school and to the corporate world. And it's just fascinating because um, I know that you know how to do some stuff on Zoom that nobody else knows how to do. So you've been doing some pretty amazing <laughs> things here during <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> Yes, lockdown has been very busy for me on Zoom, not having to worry about Atlanta traffic. <laughs> and um, as you know, I was able to like launch my whole website, charliefordentertains.com during the pandemic. I really had time to sit down and get some stuff done. That's awesome. And not to mention, um, I've expanded my global international reach, of course, with you at the Global Play Brigade and a lot of other major companies that offer improv and play and things like that um, and the and the best thing about it is like you said I can do it with children and adults so mm -hmm. that is a major plus Absolutely. This has been so fun. And oh, my goodness, even like recently, the work that you've been doing with kids in Nigeria as well, you've been you've just been all over the place. Um, so tell me about what do you what do you teach? Like, what do you speak about when you're talking to kids and schools? And yeah, let's start well, there. that is um, really good. What I really try to instill in children when I work with them is that it's great. It's the best thing to be yourself. Mm. You have to be original. You have to trust your thoughts. And I encourage them to just build that muscle of trusting their thoughts um, through improv performance, as well as um, lab therapy. I really um, try to get the children as well to be kind to each other. So certain little things, it, it, it depends on the age of the child. Like for instance, if I'm teaching like at a daycare, which I've had the pleasure to do um, in person, teach a puppetry show about manners and yes, about manners and just being polite. So the children were from the ages of three and four. I would teach them that children. When I go to summer camps and teach, I instill in them the freedom of expression through movement, laughter, um, scene building, just creativity. Um, I also instill in them affirmations, just teaching them how to love on themselves and encourage themselves and not be bullied again. Like I really teach them, try to teach them and guide them for those things. When it comes to college age students, I go and I teach them different sales tactics and elevator pitches and things like that, marketing and stuff through improv again, because I, I totally know and believe that improv is a more useful way of life. It makes it easier and it allows you to build social connection, creative communication, self-confidence, and so much more. What is it about improv that makes it so powerful? What, why, do you, why, why do you use that particular tool? 
Um, the reason why I chose improv as my net, well, I didn't even choose it. I really mm-hmm. believe that it's a purpose and my biggest passion. I graduated from Cleveland School of the Arts and I and I majored in theater as well as all of the other arts. So I really have a wide array of talents and thespianness skills like acting, singing, dancing, art. There's some of my artwork in the back that I painted. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and um, things like that. So I had the pleasure to do it all. But theater stuck out to me the most because I got to play someone else. And I always like to play and use play as a form of comfort for myself. When I was in school, I stuttered a lot. I was a big stutterer. I wow. Know. I can't imagine you stuttering. Because <laughs> I talk fast and I get my point across right. And that really, really helped me through theater. Um, and then when I learned different forms of theater, like writing a play and learning how to build character creations, improv is what stuck out to me the most because I was able to think fast and get it out. Because normally when I was a stutterer, it was hard for me to get it out. So when I really took my speech therapy and I and I learned how to master my own control over speaking, then improv is what I ran with because I was just so happy to be able to say my thoughts as they came along, as well as be creative. And I and I really believe that it's the most powerful tool in life because it just allows you to treat the world as your stage and you can have as many takes as you want, like one. Take two, take three years, no messing up in it. And you can always move forward and find the better, the yes in everything. Oh, man. You know, it's funny when I hear that all the world's a, a stage. When I used to think of it, I used to think of it as everything. You know, that's a cute little saying. And I love Shakespeare, but it feels like, oh, well, not everything is scripted. You know, we're not all just performing these scripts, you know. And then when I first met some of you people, you global global play brigade people, I realized, oh, all the world is a stage, but it's an improv show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it, it definitely is. <laughs> so how did you come to this, to these? Like you you obviously have just, you you embraced the arts, even though you were a little timid and, and, and stuttered and that kind of thing. How did you get into it? What kind of a kid takes on something that courageous to jump into the arts when... You know, it seems like kids that would, you know, we feel a little timid to move forward and do that. But you just ran out there and learned it. I've all, I think I've always been brave, mm-hmm. even though I was afraid, you know, like when it came to me reading out loud, I, I would find a way to show bravery through laughter. Mm. So that's how I overcame that timid fear that I had to show that I had, uh, you know, quote unquote handicap or whatever, you know, when you think about it. And we all have them, you know. Um, what I found that improv allows people to do is build that confidence muscle within themselves, no matter what, because you're trusting yourself that much to go along with what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one really wants to admit that they don't have the confidence or anything. But I, but the number one, one of the biggest fears in the world is public speaking. Yep. <laughs> bigger than spiders, bigger than snakes. Big, it's public speaking. Mm-hmm. So improv allows you to flex and get okay with speaking to yourself and speaking things that may not sound right 
and being okay, just embodying them, number one, because your partner is going to always yes and you. Your partner is going to always make you look good. Those oh, are yeah. the top three rules. Yes and. Accept all offers, which is yes and. Make your partner mm-hmm. look good and raise the stakes. And in life, when you think about it, if you ever been married or ever thought about being married, you're like, yes, and I love him and I want to be with him. <laughs> and we're going to get married and have children. And he makes me look good. He makes me feel good, right? So yes. there is it really helps you strengthen your relationships. Absolutely. And most of all, build your confidence within yourself. So that's why. That's awesome. Well, so just out of curiosity, so like say I'm a kid and I'm having a really bad time and and everything kind of sucks and I hear you talking about all this stuff and it just feels like, well, nobody says yes and to me. And so why should I go out there and affirm everything and affirm people and all this stuff when, you know, I just feel like the world doesn't love me that way. Like, how does that work for me if I'm going to start doing this yes and thing? What what kind of is it a two way street? How does that how does that affect a kid? Like, what? just out of curiosity. Well, that's a great question here. I think that as a kid, what we fail to realize is that they don't have a lot of um, experience, mm-hmm. right? So they'll pretty much, they can go along with what you tell them, but they will have great questions along the way. And even if they have that woe is me syndrome, you could kind of get them out of that by showing them how other people make them look good. (laughs) So it is just a total reciprocal type of interaction when you do this. Mm -hmm. And like anything else in the world, you have to give a little to get a little. So what I would tell that kid is, (laughs) hey, get it together. You can do it. Right. And even if you don't think nobody is rooting for you, you're rooting for you. So I just, and that's why I give them that affirmations. I really instill those affirmations in our warm ups because I want you to see how great you are, how powerful you can be, and how many of your dreams can really come true if you believe them and you tell them to yourself. Ooh, that is so good because it's not just something you don't just give because somebody gives to you. You give because it's the right thing to do. And you you yes. And wow, that's powerful. (laughs) And so you also take these messages into the corporate world. Um, And so I'm curious how that translates into the business world. Awesome. Well, it's um, it's more than improv when we go into the corporate world, you know, because although improv is a great team building tool, you have to have trust along your, with your coworkers and things like that. So it's really about um, building that team, team partnership mm-hmm. relationship. When I go into corporate settings and I talk to people about, you know, whether it's laughter and how healthy laughter is for you, you know, so I use different techniques and social therapeutic um, tools to help reach the adults. Cause unlike children, we have a slew of experiences mm-hmm. and a bunch of emotions that we don't want to let go of. And the ones that the thinking, thinking that kind of holds us hostage in our own adult minds. And what I also bring is play because as adults, um, we don't laugh. Like as a child, we, we laugh like over 1100 times a day or something like that. But as an adult, <laughs> we only laugh like, 
Yep. I think my numbers are a little mixed up, but it's high. Like the like the space in between it is hundreds yeah. and thousands. Yeah. Like we don't laugh. And an average adult laughs maybe about 13 times a day. That makes sense. And the child laughs hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. So I just try to reiterate that playful spirit again to kind of awaken their creativity muscle to allow them to trust and flow and build and market and sell and build those relationships with their clients. But again, they have to get out of their own head. Wow. Oh, that is really powerful. Like the, cause you do coaching too, correct? Yes. yes so you do, I you do. do workshops, speaking and coaching. So do you take one-on-one clients like where you sort of work, walk them through this kind of thing? I do. I actually just was in a movie premiere um, last week and the, and the young lady who was an actress who played my daughter never had took an improv class. And I came in with an improv role because I also act. But with me being so strong in improv, people normally hire me to come and loosen up the other actors to allow their characters to be more believable. So when I I come on, on set, it's me with an agenda to really work them into their characters because I may come on with a with a role that may be three to five minutes but I'm giving them so many takes of things that this mother may say, which is the role I just played. Um, And then loosening up that other actor to allow them to really make their character more believable. So with that being said, yes, I do one-on-ones and I signed her up for a one-on-one improv coaching class because every actor should have improv training because if your partner, say in live theater, if your partner, if your same partner does not know their lines, you can fill it in with improv. So if it was something vital, like you didn't bring the milk from the store, that was your line. So if you forget that line, I'm going to say, and then you didn't even bring the milk from the store. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm going to say my line and then I'm going to say your line. Like, and, oh, or and I forgot to bring the milk from the store. You know, so it's going to be something about that milk that's going to have to be said. And that's what we need to know as actors, you know. So, yes, I do coach. And my favorite coaching is group coaching because people grow a lot in group coaching because you always have that one person who's going to ask the question that everybody wants to know, but they don't know if it sounds stupid. But that's what I'm (laughs) there for, to help them get out of that. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to look. I don't know if it's going to sound stupid. Nope. At the end of the day, at the end of the class, they're asking those questions. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, I feel like, and if there's anybody out there thinking, oh, well, I'm not really a theater person. I don't really want to get up in front of people. I don't want to do this kind of thing. Like, I just want to say, like, I I actually went to acting school when I was in my 20s and I ran off to New York and all that stuff. But I, and I did improv. I did improv before New York. Um, I loved it. I loved it. But I was going through some stuff like I got divorced when I was like 22 and I just I had all this stuff going on and somehow the theater just really gave me I think that whole thing of being somebody else really helped me I couldn't stand up straight I if I was going to order at a restaurant I'd use this tiny little voice and the waiter could never hear me you know so the theater like helped me learn how to use my voice you know the theater helped me with so many things but improv I just felt like I couldn't reach through like it just I wasn't that good at it because I just wasn't ready to be that 
vulnerable and real and open. I got open. you, Carol. I got yeah. you. Well, and I'm I always thought... give you a, I'm going to give you a coaching session. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I always thought maybe someday when I'm older and I feel a little more secure, I'll be better at this. Like I thought this back then where I was like, maybe when I'm older and, and it's so funny in this last couple of years, I'm like, I think if I did improv now, it'd be a very different experience. So are you ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I look forward to training you again to freshen up your improv skills. Okay. Because I've been known as the queen of improv <laughs> here in Atlanta when I go to different um, different events that have anything to do with any snippet of improv because they normally use improv as an icebreaker at all events. And they never hesitate not to call me up. Like, Charlie Ford's here, the queen of improv. So I go up. <laughs> but, but, but of course, there's more to me than, you know, only improv. Like, yeah. I'm working on some really, really new and big projects where I'm, because I've always been a host. And mm-hmm. so I'm doing a lot more stuff like that. Oh, great. Like, so for big events, you're like an MC and host and all of that. Oh, wow. Yes, I've been MCs and hosts, moderators before. Um, me and my partner, we created a community, a conscious community conversations before COVID started, mm. where we where it was disguised as group as a as a group therapy session because he's a therapist and I'm a host and moderator and also a coach. So we really were able to launch that before COVID. And we had some great meetings, really great topics um, where we've had live audiences and things to come and talk about Mm -hmm. things they wanted to talk to a therapist about. And now we've um, transitioned that as of recently into a a collaborative effort of culture Mm -hmm. piece. So now him being a therapist and me being a coach, we're going to, we have launched a new um, program where we can train and therapize and coach couples as well as individuals, get that personal development, emotional connection and deeper level of intimacy and involved play and things like that into their lives and relationships. That is brilliant. Bringing an improv and oh my goodness, that's wow. No, that is so exciting because I, I the connection is so clear. How that is just such a beautiful, helpful way to approach a relationship of any kind. Because if you think about it, when you're doing a scene with somebody, you better develop some kind of relationship for the minutes that you're doing that. You just you know you kind of have to. So there's rules in place to make it so that can happen very quickly. And that's what you learn in improv and you have to be all in, right? Yes. Those same rules in life with our partners and with our bosses, with our coworkers. Great point. Oh my goodness. So powerful. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, and um, we and you heard it here first on Playgrounding. <laughs> yes. This is my first public announcement about it, and we've 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 gotten some articles and some um, press written up from CBS and Fox and things like oh, that. So goodness. we are going to be launching it this week. So be on the lookout. And I know you're a newlywed, Kara. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you may be signing up for a couple programs. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I love it. Um, and so all of this, like you, you do so much. You started a little, you started a little troop or a little like program called Use a it's Fool. It's a huge troop. It's a uh, huge it a troop. <laughs> huge. What I did with Use the Fool Improv and Variety Show was I created it. I'm executive producer, um, the head fool in charge, 
where I where I teach and train actors improv, of course, and we do sketch comedy skits and we allow variety acts to come on during our live shows. So I've had music, I've had art, dance, live instruments, um, comedians and things like that. So it's a huge platform. So my friends call me the female Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, like yeah. Color. So, that makes yeah, sense. So, I'm, so I've made a, made a great um, platform for improv actors that I trained <laughs> and also artists that share our stage to be in front of a live audience. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's one of those kind of environments where you don't really, that you don't really find anywhere else. Like maybe like church where you get all these different art forms <laughs> together and people mix it all up Did like that. you just that? say church? No, I just laugh because I've always said like, you know, it, church has this unique thing where the arts for everybody, like there's a mm-hmm. platform and kids Praise are up there. Dancing, people are doing all kinds of stuff. You got the choir. Yeah. And you got like all these different types of things going on at once. Like sometimes people do skits and some, you know, so it's just, I always thought out there, out in the, you know, somewhere in like at a library or at a jazz club on a night when nobody's playing, there should be nights like what you were just describing. It sounds amazing. Yes, it oh. is. And it, and it has been a blessing to grace some of the biggest Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest comedy clubs here yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia. Like we, we, <laughs> yes, we've had standing shows for months running at the Uptown Comedy Club and um, Punchline Theater. So there are some really reputable comedy clubs, and they booked us every month to come and wow the audience and give them awesome. something that they've never had before. Awesome. I do. I just realized though why I associated with the the story of use a fool with with you as a kid. There's something about your mom. Like she, there. This was her. This her name that she named your troop. Well, she used to call me that a lot as a child, but my troop wasn't all yet. That no. was one of my taglines. Like, girl, use a fool. Like, you know, like every time, because I would just have people laughing so hard and I would just say and do some of the most crazy, ridiculous, funny things. And they'd be like, use a fool. And on April 1st of 2017, when I actually created the troop. I was like, it's April Fool's Day and I'm a fool. So use a fool. And that's how how I trademarked the name use a fool and made it um, a huge brand worldwide, actually, because people are seeing my shirts and buying my shirts all over the world. Mm, wow that's so cool that is real and you know what you know what I absolutely love is just like one of the things I love the most is meeting people who just don't stop they learn they love things as a kid they figure out who they what they are what they want to be and the confidence that they have they just run with it and they don't stop because I feel like so many people after you reach adolescence you start throwing that stuff away one piece at a time and it's just hard later in life when you go oh no what happened to me you know, mm-hmm. but when I meet somebody who just kept on going and that you're giving back in the way that you are by helping other people find confidence from at all and at all ages, that's just wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. I really appreciate that. And and that is what it's about. Yeah. It's about never losing what you've always loved to do as a child, because mm-hmm. when you do, you can stay centered, you can stay focused, you can stay passionate and you can live in your purpose because um what I've learned during this quarantine is when I resorted back to those things that gave me the most joy as a child like painting and 
making up games and playing games and singing karaoke. I did it in my own living room for not a dime. And I still spread joy and love and laughter in other, in other people's space that I don't even know I've touched. Mm -hmm. So when you can stay true to who you are, no matter what, no matter what it looks like or how it feels or how many no's you get, you can just keep going and you keep playgrounding, I guess. Like you just don't forget that, right? (laughs) Well, part of the reason I started playgrounding was so that I could find people doing that thing. Because I, I know for me, when I was when I was starting it, I wasn't in a happy place. And I was, somebody told me, think of what you did, what you enjoyed as a child. Maybe that'll give you a starting place. Cause I was starting over with basically my entire life. And so I just decided just to look at play based on what she said. And I meet, and I ended up meeting all these people like you who just kept going, just kept so doing it. So playground is fairly new. Yeah. It's a, well, I started it in 2016, oh, but then oh, I took, yeah, that's why but you I took, took a break. Yeah. I took like a two year break. I had to go to therapy. Uh, <laughs> no joke. Therapy is good. Yes, it is. And I just, I have to say like now I have, I know there's two different types of ways of going about there's people who rediscover play later in life and there's people who never stopped. And I'm always just curious, like you're just this, how do they do it? But I just appreciate it so much because it's not super common um, out there in the world. But it is now because we yep. are literally spreading it day yep. by day, Absolutely. telling people about the Global Play Brigade. You know, we are inviting them to our wonderful podcast like Playground and mm-hmm. we're holding workshops with charlie4entertains.com and mm-hmm. things like that. And we're just spreading it no matter what, no matter even if, you know what I've, what I've really learned is that even when it doesn't look like nobody's paying attention, they are. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're inspiring somebody somewhere. I literally just manifested. I know I had to because who else could do it for my life, right? Right. Who's, whose line is it anyway? <gasps> yes. I love, I love that show. So, you are know, you- with Applied Improv Network over the weekend, I'm going to be a guest improv player with Colin. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's awesome. You're the first brigadier here. Right. I haven't made the announcement yet. Oh, you are getting all type of breaking news here on Playground. Uh oh. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm so yeah. excited. Oh my god. So gosh. I'll be playing alongside a Zoom screen. With Colin Mockery, who is a legend on Whose Line Is Anyway. Mm-hmm. Next is Wayne Brady, then Drew Carey, and you know, who knows? I mean, I believe I can even host the the next Whose Line Is It Anyway. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, you'd be amazing. I'm but always wondering I'll, where but, the women are. I will make it fool's line. Fool's <laughs> line is it anyway, yes. or something like that. I gotta incorporate my name and my yes, brand. You do. But oh yes, my I, I'm manifesting that. I'm I, I'm just so happy and thrilled and you know honored to even be working aside my childhood teacher mentor through television. He has no idea how much Aww. he's taught me and inspired me to keep going. Just like you said, you gotta mm-hmm. find those little nuggets and those people and that motivation within and and outside to keep you going. And I commend you for taking a break and going to therapy and coming back strong like you're doing because it's it's the best time for you 
You've had interviews everywhere, Nigeria, you're in Atlanta now, you got all type of people lined up from all over the world. (laughs) Absolutely. This has just been the biggest joy. And I got to do for the first time, I got to lead a play session with my interfaith uh, schoolmates tonight, just this very evening, right before I started talking to you. I did my first time by myself, sitting here sweating like, ah, and, and it was just such a positive experience. And it's just, it's once you start doing something that really resonates and is who you are, everything starts to change yes congratulations gotten all those shoulds out of my out of my vocabulary now and I'm just working toward like doing it yeah and like and it really excites me to think about and I don't know how I didn't really just really always think about this but catching kids before they give everything that they love up yeah, like that's what that's what it just really just what you were saying earlier when you were talk with kids you talk to them about not being about being confident and about, you know, all these different things that they just just keeps needing to be reinforced mm-hmm. over and over and over so that when they're 40, they don't be like, what happened to my life? I didn't plan yeah, this. Why am I, why, what do I love? Who am I? It's like, you can be like Charlie if you just don't give it up. You just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Definitely. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> now is there anything um is there anything else you want to add i know like you are available for like corporate and for speaking and that kind of thing and um can is that something you go to charlie ford and uh, inter- uh sorry your website <laughs> entertains, yes and yeah so in that you don't have to be in the atlanta area to take to take advantage of this either because you t- you haven't had a zoom call you haven't had a zoom speaker until you've had charlie like you don't even know what you're in for. It's the kind of thing you can't not like you, you can't not come away just laughing and having a better day than you were having before. <laughs> That's just how Great. it works. I'm so glad to, to, to give that out all over the world through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the um, quarantine was a hidden, hidden jewel to just say expand and go global for me, you and so many other people. I'm sure start start that business, write mm-hmm. that book, you know, um, take that class, you Absolutely. know, throw out that stuff in the garage, you know, like just yep. time to do some cleaning up and making up and just coming out. Just, I mean, and mm-hmm. what I really, really can say, uh, Kara, that I really appreciate the most about what I do is that no matter what, just like you just said, if you encounter me, you're going to leave happier than what you came. Yes. Like you're going to leave happier than what you came. So I'm really glad to be that that little burst of joy and spruce mm-hmm. of energy in people's lives when they just feel disconnected, especially because of the pandemic. Yeah. And there's one thing, there's one game that I that I found is from somebody else's schedule that they some somebody else's uh, session that they did. It was called Lost and Found. And. I really think about like, I think we're thinking a lot about all the things we lost in the last six months. And it's hard not to because we lost a lot and everybody lost something a little different from the other. It's we're all in the same situation, but we're all in a different situation, our personal, you know, but I think it's time to start looking at what we found during this time too and take it forward and say yes to it and keep moving forward. Yes. And exactly. (laughs) So I think that, yeah, you have a great message for us today and I really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, I did. I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that you invited me on. I look forward to coming back again with some more big news. You're getting all my big news. All today, the news. So. <laughs> this episode's supposed to go out on Thursday, so I hope it's okay if I'm breaking all this news this week. <laughs> I, I will. Yes. Break the news. Break okay. the news, girl. <laughs> all right. I will. The play community will know all the big secrets. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. I wish you, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Kara, for having me. And I'm going to keep playgrounding and spreading the play throughout the world. And I'm glad to have you by my side as a friend <laughs> and a partner in play. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to join the Something to Look Forward to Facebook group. We're going to count down the new year starting the day after Thanksgiving. Hopefully you'll make some playful, silly friends to have a little bit of fun with and remember the return from darkness to light. You can find a direct link to the Facebook page on playgrounding.com on the homepage. Well, I will see you next week and please have a very safe but happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.